0: You're listening to an Axe Church sermon. Axe Church Northwest is located in Vancouver, Washington, and we have services meeting each week at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You can also join us online live at our 11 a.m. service each Sunday. If you'd like to know more about Axe Church Northwest, you can go to axechurchnw.org. Now enjoy the sermon.
1: But we are talking about today new. We're going to enter a new year. But new has a special meaning for Christians. And we're going to talk about what that's all about. Because hopefully today you're going to discover some key things to who God is and what he's doing in our lives. Not what we're doing in his life, but what he's doing in our life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He's a new creation. A new creation. All things are passing away. Behold, all things become new. New creation. I like new. If you ever got a new car, they smell like a new car. Getting Jim's car doesn't smell new at all. But there's something about fresh, there's something about new, there's something about starting afresh. You know, uh, whenever uh, school started, it was a new school year. At least I had to hope that it would be different than last one. <laughs> there's something about new that is good, that we find helpful. And we are a new creation. What does that actually mean? And how does that actually work? Well, he that has begun a good work in us, he that has begun a good work in us, that's what's new. You see, before we were doing things on our own. I did it my way. But then Jesus comes to our life and he begins something new in us. He creates a new creation in us. So being coveted is this very thing, that he who has begun a work in us will complete it. He that has begun a work in us, God began a work in us, we didn't begin to work in ourselves. We, we realized how far away from God we were. We realized how far short we fall from his glory. We recognize all that. But it is God who works in us. It's God who creates in us. It's God who does it. And he who has begun the good work will complete it. <laughs> when I was in high school the drama teacher uh, that we had was actually a pastor's kid. But she had uh, she'd assigned us to take a nursery rhyme and do three different things with the nursery rhyme. And uh, the youth pastor at our church told me about this uh, woman named Henrietta Mears, who's a legend. You can look her up. But she would, uh, she would take the phone book, And she'd set it down. She said, I'm going to speak from the book of Numbers. And then she'd do an old Mother Hubbard sermon. So I decided I would do that. I decided I would do an old Mother Hubbard sermon. And uh, so you, you do it like the old radio preacher did it. That's how I did it. Old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard. Friends, you notice she had a purpose. She went to the cupboard and on it would go. Well, she was laughing so hard and she was no small lady. She fell out of her chair. And I was so loud that the typing class next door stopped typing and were listening to the Old Mother Hubbard sermon. She went to the cupboard. And when she got there, friends, you notice she got there. Well, you know, we have this desire to get there. The problem is, we can't get there by ourselves. We have a goal, we have a desire. (laughs) Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8, in Romans chapter 6, it says, you're not sold under sin. You do not have to commit sin. Chapter 7 says, we got a problem in that every time we want to do right, evil's right there present with us. Every time I want to do right, I find that I I have this nature, this, this flesh nature, which nothing is good in it. And the good that I want to do, I don't do. And the good I Tried to, I can't go get it. But that which I don't want to do, that's what I do. <laughs> Ever been there? Man, I lived that life for a long time. You became a Christian, and, and what were you supposed to be? Good, right? Supposed to be good after you become a Christian. <clears throat> I, I became a Christian at age Six. 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 How can you be good all the time when you're six years old and a boy? I don't know about girls, but us boys had a problem. Six years old. And here's the other thing on top of that. When you become a Christian, it's no longer just what you do wrong. That becomes sin. But not doing what's right. James says, to the one who knows to do right, to do good, and doesn't do it, that is sin. So now, whether I did something or didn't do something, I was in trouble. That's, that's a hard thing to understand. So what I really needed was do-overs. <laughs> you know, uh, I used to play golf. Not good, but I played it. And uh, haven't been out for quite a while. But we had this tournament. And I was looking forward to this tournament. In this tournament, they gave awards and prizes out. You know, you got whoever could hit the longest drive, the, the short, the, the shortest putt, et cetera. They had all these different awards you can win. Well, I'm not competitive, but I wanted to win them all. And I got up to the first tee the very first tee I was excited this is going to be a great day and I got my number one club out wood and I looked down there and I saw the longest drive coming and I ripped back and I gave it my best I missed the ball except for the very tip edge of the club which knocked it off the tee and it rolled 10 feet Now I wanted to yell mulligan for golfers know what mulligan means it means as if you never hit it the first time it's, you don't count the stroke you start over again I needed a mulligan what I got was the award for the shortest drive <laughs> longest drive John Johnson shortest putt shortest drive Dave Robinson that was sad. But I wanted a do-over. I, don't we often want, want to do do-overs? I was in a restaurant. That's kind of strange, me in a restaurant? No, that's not strange at all. I was in a restaurant, and I got a phone call. Well, you know how it is at the table. It's hard to hear. And there was, the restrooms were just 10 feet from me. So I got up and went into the restroom. Nobody in there. I was carried on the conversation, everything was going great, until the door opened, and a woman walked in do-over. I need a do-over. I was so shocked. I didn't know what to do. I, am I in the wrong place? And she looked at me. We need do-overs. You know what I'm talking about? We need do-overs. We're at pastor's retreat. Denise and I used to go to pastor's retreat every year. And this one year we had uh, this, uh, these people came in and they were teaching on worship. And uh, they, they had this exercise that we try. So they said, we're going to go through the alphabet, and we're going to list off the things about God. So A, almighty. You know, B, blessing. We're going through the alphabet, everything's going fine. When I was younger, I wasn't a very good speller. And I asked my mother, because she was a fantastic speller, how do you spell such, so she'd say, sound it out. I want to tell you something. That don't work. Not everything starts with what it sounds like. Phone, right? So we're anyway we're going through right in the middle of this. The worship is intense. People are really into it. The spirit's there and moving greatly. And somebody says, "We got to O's," and they said, "Omnipotent," and I said, "Awesome." Now what happened, because they were all pastors and pastors' wives, nobody laughed. <laughs> nobody laughed at me, it just was totally silent. And then you could hear Denise's whisper, that starts with an A. <laughs> and as soon as she said that, it released the laughter. <laughs> and for the whole rest of the retreat, awesome was everything, you know. <laughs> I wanted a do over. I needed a do-over. Let's pretend like that didn't happen, shall we? We need those, don't we? Well, fortunately for us, God lets us have do-overs. We get to do something over again. First John 1.9, if we confess our sin, our faults, our wrongs, our f- things we do, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from how much? all unrighteousness. That's a do-over. Well, how many times will God forgive you? Who knows? It hasn't been reached yet. God will forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive. Why? Because it's He who has made us. He created us. Your Your faults and shortcomings He knows well. He knows them well. He made you. He loves you. He's patient and gentle and kind. And He knows that you can never become holy and righteous by yourself. He knows that can't happen. So, Philippians 1.6 as being confident this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Who will complete it? He will complete it. Hang on, fasten your seatbelts because you're going for a ride. Because God said he will complete it he is going to make you perfect. He, he, he is going to do it. That's important. It's important to know that because failure leads to success if we're faithful and we don't give up. Every time I fail, If I don't stay down, if I don't let it defeat me, God picks me up. You know, that that when that first commercial came out and it said, I've fallen and I can't get up. Well, I know what they mean now. I'm afraid to fall anymore. I can't get up. Well, you know what? It's an amazing thing. Here's what God says Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Who will? He will lift you up. You don't have to rely on your own strength, He will lift you up. I like to watch basketball. (coughs) Blazers won last night. Uh, anyway, and when they, go, they drive to the basket, you know, and they do a layup, and they fall down on the ground, what happens? The other guys run over to the one who's laying on the ground, and they pull him up. You see, that's what God does. Huh. Even if we fall, he will lift us up. He will lift us up. He is there. So, even if we fail, it will only lead to success, eventually. Thomas Edison patented over 1,093 inventions. 1,093 inventions. Do you think that he might have had some failures along the way? (laughs) I guarantee you. It took him time after time after time, the light bulb alone took lots and lots of failures. Some say a thousand failures before he got it right. You see, it's not how many times you fail, it's what's the ultimate outcome. We have light today, right? We have light bulbs today. Because he didn't give up. 900 times, didn't give up. 950, didn't give up. God doesn't give up on you either. So even our failures can lead to success. James 5.11 says, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Who endure. Keep on keeping on. Dust yourself off. Get back up. Don't let Satan take away your joy. Don't become defeated. But endure. Continue on. It's not going to be easy. But continue on. Hebrews 12, 11 says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. What's that race? That is becoming like Jesus. that's what we're trying to do don't give up don't let failure be failure Thomas Edison said I have not failed 10,000 times I've successfully found 10,000 ways that don't work (laughs) well that didn't work you know I tried to avoid that sin and that didn't work. Okay, that, you know, that doesn't work now. What does work? Failure doesn't have to be the end of it. Romans twelve eleven. not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Don't give up. Don't give up. But friends, you notice she got there. Keep on going. Number two, perfecting takes time. I wish, I really wish we could just take the Bible and tap you on the Right shoulder, then the left shoulder, then on the top of the head. And instantaneously, you are mature in Christ. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. Boom, boom, boom. Now you're a mature Christian. And not the way it works. That'd be nice. But that's not the way it works. 1 Peter two, 2 says... And I like it 2 too, because if you're two, you know how hard it is to live life. As newborn babes desire the, pure, desire the pure milk of the word that you may be able to grow by it. Here's how we start out. Babies, now, I don't know about you, but when I was a baby, I didn't know how to get my own food. I didn't know how to run. I didn't even know the alphabet. I knew nothing, basically. Except if I was wet or if I was hungry. And so I'd let my mother know that I was hungry. Babies, they don't do much on their own, do they? You know, you start out spiritually as a Baby. What amazes me is how many Christians expect a baby to be mature. Now that you're a Christian, memorize the Bible. Now that you're a Christian, pray hours upon end. Now that you're a Christian, make sure you do, make sure. And we try to squeeze them into this Christian mold. They're a baby. Am I surprised that a baby wets? No. Am I surprised that a baby Christian falls? Doesn't know things? No. It's where we all begin. We begin as a baby and we grow. We grow from there. But we all start out as a baby. Nobody starts out as fully mature. Ephesians four fourteen through 15 says, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things. So he start as a baby. Guess what the next step is? Children. Children. What I like about that is the Bible says, out of the mouths of babes and children, praise is perfected. You know what baby Christians and children can do? They can praise the Lord. They may not be able to walk Circumspensely, easy for you to say. They may not be able to do the things that some mature Christians do, but you know what they can do? They can praise the Lord. They can praise Him, but they're children. They still need to grow, growing in wisdom, growing in understanding, growing in depth and un- and knowledge and wisdom, growing, growing, growing. It's all about growing. It's a process. It's a process that we're going through. And God's the one who's doing it. He's begun a good work and you will perform it. And you will learn to grow. Huh. Here's the thing. It's like that commercial that came out long, 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 long time ago. Jerry will remember it. He used to be a mechanic. He'd say, You can pay me now, or you can pay me later, but pay me you will. And here's the thing, God's going to perfect you. You can do it with him, or you can drag your feet, but you're going to get perfected anyway. You see, because you become a child of God. And what does Jesus says? If you're my child, and Hebrews says, if you're the child of God, he will chasten you. He will discipline you. He will shape you. He will mold you. And I will tell you, since I've been a Christian since I was six years old, some years ago, you don't want to be in the chastening mode. You do not want to be there. Some go as far as the prodigal son who, being Jewish and couldn't even eat pig, was eating what pigs ate. You know what it says? And he came to his senses. Guess what? God will chasten you. You'll come to your senses and you'll come back to him because he made you. He's the one who created you. He knows all about you, he knows exactly who you are, and he knows how to turn you. If you have children, you learn about children. You learn their likes and their dislikes. So I can tell you right now, if I were to take a bowl of spinach and a bowl of ice cream and put them on the counter, I can tell you which one David's going to eat. You probably could too because the example is so big, you can't miss it. But the point is, God knows how you work. He knows what works in your life and what doesn't work in your life. And He's the one who's perfecting you. He knows what He's doing. He'll get it done. He'll get it done because He made you. So, 1 Peter 1 7 says, That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold, though it perishes, Though it, 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 gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. So the way they used to purify gold was they'd heat it up. And when they heated up, all the dross, all the impurities would float to the top. And then the metalsmith would take a ladle and he would skim the surface taking out all the impurities until every impurity was gone and then he could see himself like a mirror in the gold. So how is Jesus Christ reflected in our lives? When he takes out all the impurities and he sees himself in us. But guess what it costs? Fire! Hot! Tribulation! Trials! I've talked to Christians and they said they grew the most when they were going through the toughest times. If they grew the most when they were going through the toughest times. Why? Because that heat brings the impurities to the top. Ever watch a guy building something with a hammer and he misswings and hits his thumb with the hammer and all the impurities come to the top yeah that tribulation brought it right to, right to the top that's how it works God sends us through times for our betterment all things work together for good. Well, why do bad things happen in my life? All things work together for good. All things. Even the tough times. And God uses those times to perfect us. When we think we're doing pretty good, He turns up the heat (laughs) and brings a little bit more to the top until he gets rid of that as well. Perfecting takes time. I wish it was fast, but it's not. It takes time. Here's the reason. Number three, we have a problem only God can solve. We have a problem only God can solve. And that is what we talked about in Romans chapter 7. That when I want to do good, evil's right there present with me. We have this flesh nature. We cannot overcome it. We can't do it we try it was, it was a miserable time in my Christian walk for so many years because when I became a Christian then I wanted to do what was right all the time but I found out that I couldn't do that I was living in Romans chapter 7 but I was trying my mother told me I was very trying I was trying to do what was right we used to sing a song, Living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him in all that I do. I was striving. I was trying. I really wanted to do what was right. And I strived to do it. But I was trying to do it in my own strength. <laughs> I didn't understand that he who has begun a good work in me would complete it. I was trying to do it for him. I was trying to do his work that he wanted to do in my life. And it was tough. You can't get there. You can't do it. You cannot do it. It's frustrating and leads to failure and leads to all kinds of things in our life that we finally just kind of give up. Because of the problem. This battle. In Galatians 5, Paul says that flesh nature lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So you cannot do what you want to do. Because you've got a battle going on. And as long as we're doing it, we're in the flesh. If God's doing it, It comes from the Spirit. If we're doing it, we're wrestling against the Spirit. Not a good idea. So Paul says in Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old person. Which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new person, which was created according to God into righteousness and holiness. What was old? The way we used to be. We lived carnally, fleshly, that fallen nature. In the new, we have the spirit of God and can rely upon him. But we have to make a decision. The Bible says, I beg you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, wholly, completely, which is your reasonable service. We have to crucify this old nature, this Nature that is with us that we can't get rid of. But what we'll have to do is consider ourselves dead to it and crucify it. The only problem with a living sacrifice is it keeps crawling off the altar. We may put it there, but the next day or sometimes the same day, off it comes and we start living with it again. We start letting that old self take over instead of living in the new self it's a process it takes time but we need to learn how we can do that that's called maturity that's going in maturity we had a guy in the church down in California and uh he was a mess I mean he was a total complete mess when I met him and uh, this is back in the 80s and he was a cocaine addict and he was spending back then twenty-five to $30,000 in cocaine he'd throw parties he was trying to escape because his life was such a mess make a long story short I led him to the Lord and when he came to the Lord guess what he was a baby. Little baby, cute little baby. But he was a baby Christian. He couldn't do everything. And he began trying to strive to live what he thought was a Christian life. And finally he got the concept. And he found a song, became his testimony song. And it was called, He's Still Working on Me. He's still working on me. And that brought solace. Because now he wasn't required to be there. He was in process of being there. Failures didn't stop him. They only motivated him to continue more. To overcome. To learn. Because he is still working on you and me. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. God's at work in you. If he's not at work in you, then you don't belong to him. But if you're a new creation, created in Christ Jesus, then he's working on you. He is working on you. Here's the good thing. God will never give up on us. I have to tell you, in my life, I had my mother several times throw her hands up, I give up. I drove her to it. No question about that. But I mean, she just, I've tried everything I can. I give up. You know what? God never does that. God never goes, okay, you finally did it to me. You finally wore me out. I give up on you. God doesn't do that. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not giving up on you. You may give up on yourself. I'm not giving up on you. I'm not losing hope. I know what I can do. You may come to that conclusion. But he's going to show his love towards you. He's going to show his mercy towards you. He's going to show his grace towards you. He's going to love you right back into being with him. His love is irresistible. His love is irresistible. I once had somebody ask me, well, what if you just get so tired, you say, I don't want to have anything to do with God anymore. God says, still mine. If you've ever been a parent and you had your kids get really, 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 really mad at you, and they would say, I wish I had never been born. Or I wish you were my parent. Still am. Your wishes have not been granted. You're still my child. A disobedient one, rebellious one, whatever. You're still mine. They said, well, but what if you choose not to follow God anymore? I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I love you. And my love is greater than you. It's an amazing thing. He never gives up on us. Hebrews 13.5, I'll never leave forsake you. First John 3.20, For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. So even though you give up on yourself, God does not give up on you. You're his child. He loves you. He cares about you. He will make you successful. And I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. The hand of God. You see, if God says he's going to complete the work, he who's going to go to work, he will complete it. If God says that, I guarantee you, he'll get it done. I guarantee it. There's a commercial where the one guy says, I guarantee it. Talking about something else, but his guarantee isn't God's guarantee. God guarantees it. Here's how, and here's how He guarantees it. Second Corinthians 122, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. God has put in our hearts the Spirit as a guarantee. God guarantees Ephesians 1, 13-14. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee. I guarantee it, God says. If I got a good work in you, I will perform it and I guarantee it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Romans 8:29 For those he foreknew he also predetermined predestined that they be conformed to the very image of his son Jesus Christ God has guaranteed it It's going to make it happen The question is are you going to help or hinder Are you going to drag your feet? You could be a rebellious child. That does not make you not a child anymore just because you're rebellious. But you know I've watched through life. The rebellious children have the worst time. My sister she had a streak in her. I'm telling you and she suffered so great for it. She missed out on so many things because she was so stubborn. And I watch Christians, and they miss out on so many blessings. Why? Because they're stubborn. See, if if God's working on things we don't mind, we're totally happy with that. It's when God picks on something that we want to hang on to that we have a hard time. God, you can have everything, but please, not that. Not that. I want to keep that. Guess what? He will perform it. That bad tooth is coming out. Even if he has to pull it. Now, you could have it filled, but you leave it long enough, it's going to have to be pulled. There's a terrible thought. Deniston didn't want to go there. God's going to get it done, but if we will cooperate and recognize what He's doing, we're going to be far further ahead. We can do that. We can do that different ways. The scripture says. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jesus said, seek and you will. Didn't say maybe. Seek and maybe you'll find. It's not a hide and go seek game. It's a seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened up to you. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Look to Jesus, the author, finisher of your faith. Keep your eyes on him. And forget those things that are past. Press on. Press on. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. I'm going to serve the Lord. Get your heart and mind in the right direction. You can do those things. And it it's a lot easier when you're working with God than when you're rebelling against Him. Trust me, I know that one. Think about old Jonah. Why don't you go to Nineveh? I don't like Nineveh. Why don't you go and preach to them? I don't want them. I don't want to have anything to do with them. I'm not, go- I'm not going. My little two-year-old. I'm not going. In fact, I'm getting on the next ship, and I'm heading the opposite direction. That was uh, the new translation. (laughs) Guess where old Jonah ended up? After he got a belly full, he ended up doing exactly what God told him to do. Who won? He who's begun a good work in you will perform it. If I tell you you're going to go preach, you're going to go preach. It's the journey there. <laughs> That's the question. Are you going to be thrown overboard and go through all this stuff? Or are you just going to be obedient in the first place? It's going to happen one way or the other. God's going to get it done. But there's so much more blessing when you allow God. Let go and let God. Let Go and let God. Get out of the driver's seat. When I was junior high age, there was this uh, park up by our house and they had these things called bicycles built for two. And so you had a guy who sat in the front and a guy who sat behind you both pedaled. And uh, it was cool because you had double power and I got me a big guy on the back and uh, we started, we go up the mountains we go anywhere we want to, he had the power and we are just having a lot of fun and I found out something about being in the driver's seat and being in the back seat and that is we were going up the hill and there was a low branch and I ducked but I forgot to say something to him the next thing I heard of. I looked back and he was laid out on the, laid on the ground. That's why we don't want to be in the back seat. We have a natural desire not to be in the back seat. Why? Because we don't trust the person in the front seat. But I'll tell you something. God knows what he's doing. You can trust him. Get out of the front seat and get to the back seat and let God lead you. Let God direct you. Let God work in you. Quit trying to take control. I'd rather do it myself. Ain't going to work. God will do it. He'll get it done. That's the good news. The good news is the new life you have in Jesus Christ is all about him working in us to perfect us. He does it through different ways, but it's going to get done. Isn't that good news? That'll be good news for you. It's not up to you. It's up to him. If we will trust in the Lord with all our heart and not rely on our own understanding, but instead in all our ways acknowledge him, then he's going to direct our path. He's going to lead us. He's going to guide us. He's going to direct us. He's going to do a work in us that we're going to be thankful for. It's going to happen. Praise God. Father in heaven, we thank you again for who you are. We thank you for what you do. We thank you that you're in charge and not us. It's hard for us to get out of the way. It's hard for us not to be in charge. But we need to humble ourselves before you. We need to rely on you. We need to recognize our inability and your ability. For you're able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think. You're able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before the throne. You're able to do those things. We want to rely on you. Trust in you. Believe in you. Have faith in you. Because you have a plan for our lives. We are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus. You're the potter and we're the clay. So we pray that you work out those lumps in our lives to make us a vessel created and molded by you. We thank you We thank you so much. You're the greatest God ever. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. We pray this in Jesus, our Savior, our holy and precious Savior. His name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks again for listening. We hope the Lord blessed you through it. We'd like to invite you to join us on one of our Sunday morning services at either 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Whether you would just like to find out some more info about Axe Church, or if you'd like to plug in and take some next steps in your faith, AxeChurchNW.org is a great place to start. You can also email us at infoaxechurchnw.org. At There's always more content coming, whether it's on YouTube or on our podcast channel. So be sure to subscribe to both of those to always get the newest content from Axe Church. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed week.